visiting with our Shap of the Week, senior offensive lineman Paxton Briggle. And outside of having one of the cooler names on the offensive line, this guy's journey has been nothing short of amazing. Paxton, first, thanks for joining us as our Shap of the Week. Second, take me through your emotions on Friday night. Because I know that that is, as a senior and somebody who has worked so hard to get onto the field, that had to feel good. Take us through what, what your postgame reaction was. Yes, sir. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I'm so grateful that I, I just at least get to be out there, you know, after missing the last two years. It's just, it's such a great feeling to just be out there with all the guys and just, regardless of who we play, it doesn't really matter. Just just having fun with my, really my brothers. I mean, we're, we spend so much time together. I spend, you know, every day we're there on the weekends. We come in on Saturdays and it's just great to be able to just put it all together at the end of the week and go out there and show what we're about. There's a camaraderie there that feels like family. And we talked about this with Wyatt last week is as fun as it is. And, and sometimes brothers fight, but brothers love too. that idea of family has allowed for a relationship to exist that supersedes football in a way. You guys spend six days a week with one another, and I'm pretty sure you hang out on Sundays too. So as you kind of look back at this and the road here, I think it's those relationships that probably mean more to you than, than rings and trophies. Rings and trophies. Trophies are nice, but the relationships I've built with my teammates over the years, it's just been something I'll never take for granted, never. I just, I love getting to spend time with my, my teammates. We don't have to always talk about football to, like, make it make sense to be together. We can really come together and just, you know, hang out and be ourselves and not worry about, you know, maybe you're not the starter, maybe you're not the guy who plays every down, but it doesn't matter because we're all, we all love each other. No more was that evident in the response when we thought the worst had happened on Friday to one of your more popular and senior leaders on the offensive line. TJ has obviously brought a different vibe to the the offensive line room over the last two seasons. You see him go down in a big game, and the immediate thought is, is he okay? Your immediate thought when that happened was, okay, we've got to go back to work. And, you know, maybe TJ comes back in, maybe he doesn't come back in. That mentality the fact that there was so much support, not only on the field, but also in the stands. But there's this collective idea that things were about to go poorly, and they didn't. What really spells it out to me is guys like you, much like Big Hank from last year. You know, the, these guys that are a part of this offensive front. And, and really, I correlate it to guys like Brett Mays, guys like Ford Thompson. What was your reaction to how the offensive line, even though it was a brief absence, what was your reaction to how everybody rallied around TJ and played really well? We were concerned, you know, because like, we worry, we care for him. But, you know, once we really you know the game's still going on I know you hear it a lot but really that next man up mentality you know we're so good at that here we have so our depth is just amazing you can pull anyone from the offensive line and they'd be able to step up and really just perform just as good as the guy in front of them and not skip a beat and I think that's something that we really pride ourselves on is that everyone can go in and do just as well as anybody else. We talked to Ford about that because it's really fun for us, Paxton, because on the outside looking in, there's a lot of low-hanging fruit out there with the game of football and how it's covered. We talk about all of these guys that are quarterbacks and wide receivers and running backs and the marquee star positions. But one of the points that we made ahead of Westlake and Lake Travis is like, look, if you're looking for marquee, here it is. Offensive line, defensive line offensive line and defensive line those matchups are why one of these teams is going to win tonight and I think you saw that in full display 
when the dust settles, as Coach Salazar always says, you know, when the dust settles, here's what our offensive line did, and here's what our defensive line did, and there's the score. Did you really feel like y'all were the stars that night? Yes, sir. I mean, coming into the week, we really had everything was being talked about, the defensive line, the offensive line. You know, they were saying stuff to the the news about how we're going to come out there and, you know, hit them in the mouth, just a bunch of talk, and it's just hyped up so much. But when it really gets out there and you're you're in the moment, it really does come down like we're going to dominate this game. And once we take them over, like, I mean, it's over. At that point, we're, we're going to win the game. Killed the will. That's one of our, you know, sayings, kill the will. Once we've gone out there and we've killed the will, at that point, it's not over, but there's a lot of other parts that go into it, of course. But that was the strength of their defense, and once we took that over the game, the game was lost for them. You know, I use a poker term just because it's it's really something that sticks out of my mind. All you got to do is win one hand and then lean. And and really that's what kill the will is about. Leaning on your opponent until they give up, until they surrender. Right. And it's not speaking ill of like Travis or speaking ill of anybody else. It is really just saying the reality of the story is that at some point, one is going to surrender. Name all of the reasons why Westlake won the game. You were able to run the ball and you were able to stop the run. And it doesn't sound like football should be that easy. When you go into film on Saturday, what were some of the things that you saw as an offensive lineman where you said, oh, wow, we didn't really play very well here, but then we corrected ourselves and we started to play much better here. Our standards were met, ball game, we win. You know, I really thought when we first came out, I mean, we were playing aggressive and everything. It was just little, very little things that, you know, we were doing that were easy to correct. We just get on the bench, and Coach Murdoch, he's such a great offensive mind. He just knows exactly what happened here, what happened there. And it's just those little corrections, and the next thing you know, we're springing 30, 40-yard plays, and the game is just completely flipped the switch. Coach Murdoch gets a lot of credit for being a good coach. What I don't think he gets a lot of attention for is how well he's able to communicate because sometimes when you're that smart and you know what you're doing it can be difficult sometimes and as a guy that's played the position and especially one that's played in this type of offense I know it's evolved since he played in it but to have that depth of knowledge from an experience standpoint how much do y'all rely on his expertise and I know there's a fair amount of trust there but what are what are some of the things that he says to you guys well I mean he just knows how to how to relate to us on not so much of a coach athlete level it's more of like I'm just like you you know I've been here before we have the formula right we've gone to three state championships we know what we need to do to win and it's real easy when you've been there before to be able to tell your guys like hey I know this is going to happen when you do this and it works out every time I was talking to coach Salazar about this in our pregame conversation and he says the same thing look we've done this before and I often reference it as a standard of football just because the play gets below that standard does not mean you're playing down to an opponent it just means you're still playing pretty great football because in a normal universe where Westlake hasn't been this successful and you're in kind of the shoes of everybody else in the state 10-7 in a in a tough rival game is okay but the panic button outside the field house gets hit because well wait a minute we're supposed to be up by 20 or 30 or 40 points what's wrong well nothing's wrong it's just against a good opponent which does happen from time to time the standard of play could fall the lake travis game showed you exactly what westlake football is all about i mean we talk about that first all the time just because we may be playing an inferior opponent we can't lower our level of play to like how they're playing we're the Westlake Chaparrales, and that stands for, I mean, it means something. We're the greatest in the state. We really have to go out there every week, and it doesn't matter who we play. Just play our best football, and I think that really embodies who we are. It's just, And even when your best football is not your 
Like, it's okay football. It's good football. But there's that moment that Coach Salazar talks about championship football. That's another bar that we can consistently stay at. But it's up to you guys to push it back up. And I think that's what we saw in the second half. You guys were a championship football team. Absolutely. I mean, a lot of teams, once the going gets tough, it, they kind of give up. You know, they, they let their will get killed. But we really thrive in that harsh environment of, like, this play has to happen. We have to grind for the all seven seconds and that's one of the things we really work on, especially every day. We go up against the best defense in the state, Colton Vosick, Wyatt Dollar, some of the best guys we're going to play all year. So we, we do it every day in practice. So we just have to know we live in that environment. We can get it done. As we visit with Paxton Briggle, there may not be a better example of what I would call relentless nature, what I would call somebody that's completely committed to being a part of something like your journey. Most people would have called it a career after one surgery, not two surgeries. Your entire experience at Westlake has basically been in that training room. And now you're you're reaping the benefits of staying focused and getting yourself, as Coach Salazar says, in a position to play not just when you can, but a lot. Was it a conscious decision that you made when you got hurt, or is it just in your nature? Did you say, no, I'm, I'll rehab and I'll, and I'll go play football? What, what was it? Was it something that you had to think about? If you would have asked me before I had my injury, I would have said, yeah, you know, I'm really going to have to think about it. I don't know if I come back from that. But when it actually happens, there really is no – you don't have to think about it at all. You know, like, I'm 100%. I'm going to be here. No problem. I'm coming back. It's not something I even considered. I just love this team so much, and I've put in so much time. I don't, I'm not just going to you know, just throw it away. To a man, if you're going to look at me and say, because I'm a big dude, but I'm nowhere near your size. What, what, how big are you? Uh, I'd say I'm 6'5", around 270. 270 for me is you at a much lighter but more grown-up weight, I would say. Do you find that the rehab that you were able to do last year, do you think that actually helped you get into a better position to be able to play this year? Because that's the weird part about being a high school kid. When you see yourself at you know 6'2", 6'3", and you're 14, 15 years old, everybody sees you as a grown person even though you're not. <laughs> you know, so, so many people don't really get that, Paxton. They don't understand life as a big person sometimes. Do you feel like that injury really kind of – allowed you to mature a little bit coming in when I first had my injury I didn't have that much time being at the weight I am now I really I gained quite a bit of weight from that sophomore year before that first season when I hurt my knee and so I did a lot of you know feeling natural again during the rehab process at the weight I am and I think that really helped as me being able to rebuild at at 270 being my natural weight now getting my movement back that's the biggest thing is regrowing and relearning certain movements that before I didn't think twice about now I'm having to consciously every time I take a step or do a lunge think about because I was listening to an interview that Kevin Durant did and of course we all know about his foot and his Achilles and you know we're familiar with that it didn't change the way he approached it changed the way he got himself prepared to play basketball and I took that into this interview, and it remind you remind me a lot of that. Of and nobody wants to see injuries happen, but I, I honestly think in your journey, Paxton, the injury might have been. Do you look at it as a blessing sometimes? Yes, absolutely. Obviously, when it first happens, you know, you think it's horrible. I mean, I don't know what to think. It's such a long journey ahead. Everyone's telling me, "Oh, I'm so sorry." You know, I started over. I really, I really did. I started to learn more about myself, who I am. I can really do anything I want to set my mind to. And the way I really went about things changed. I no longer took things for granted, really, because any day it can be taken away. I never looked at football before as something that, you know, tomorrow I wouldn't be able to play or maybe I wasn't unsure if I'd be on the field again. So that really changed the way I saw things. 
there are a lot of great guys that were before me, Connor Robertson, Bray Lynch, and a big thing we're about here is, you know, mental reps. Even when you're not in, just thinking about what you're going to do in your head, and I did a lot of that, obviously, on crutches. It, it did a lot for me being able to watch those guys go through, you know, their footwork, what they do with their hands. And that really helped me grow as an offensive lineman and be able to come back. Obviously, I had to work, overcome physical aspects of it, but knowing what I need to do in my head, what I should look like, I'm glad I got to watch those guys. I know that you get a lot out of practice by reasons we all know. But take us through that moment, that first moment this season. You got to trot on the field. A lot of people think, oh, it's it's great to have him back. Or it's, you know, when you're not in it every single day from the rehab. And I would come in here every Wednesday. And one of the greatest things about coming in here on Wednesdays is I get to see the entire offensive line room having lunch together. And to see you on crutches, you know, the last two years in this meeting. And I'm sitting there going, man, if that kid could ever get to a point where he could play just mean the world to him it would mean the world to everybody in this room and sure enough here we are you know a year later you know you're not the guy walking around and and limping around on crutches you're the guy that's that's you know part of the room in a big big way how does that make you feel it really comes full circle for me now being able to go from a guy who was sitting in the back of the room a sophomore everyone's you know asking him no well they're not they weren't asking me to go do things for him because i was on crutches but I was that type of guy, didn't really get a whole lot of recognition for things. I was like, pick up this, you know, can you, hey, can you give me a water or that type of stuff, which I was happy to do. You know, that's part of being an underclassman and coming up. Now I have a different appreciation for just being able to be here and not be in the training room every day, lift with the guys. You know, it sucks when you're sitting in the training room doing your rehab and you can hear the music in the weight room and everyone's, you know, working together and just getting stronger. And you're in, I mean, I'm getting stronger too, but I'm not with my, my brothers, you know just great to you know really just be back i know what the collective goal is and i know that there's a, a passion as a guy that hasn't been able to quote participate on the field you're getting that opportunity and we've talked about what you don't take it for granted anymore i think there's power in that statement but as a senior what's the one thing that you're gonna miss about westlake football more than anything just being with my teammates Football's great. I love being on the field, obviously. But just being in the locker room in those moments that aren't significant to anybody else, but they're significant to us because that's when we're coming closer together, we're having a laugh about something. Those are the moments I'll miss when I don't get to sit in the locker room at 5.30 and joke about something so ridiculous that no one would get what we're joking about. But it just makes your day when you get to sit sitting there in the morning and come together. If there's one thing you want out of this season, what's that one thing that's that's sitting in the back of Paxton Burgle's mind that says, this is something I'd like to accomplish this year? You know, I'd like to accomplish, I'm no longer looked at as the guy who, you know, who's been injured, who's... I embody what, what the Shaps are all about, being a great teammate, showing up, staying true. All of our game day expectations, all everything we, we're about is something that I can say that I embodied that. I, I contributed to growing that. That's something that would mean a lot to me is that I left an impression here when, I, when I'm gone. He's Paxton Briggle, our Shap of the Week, senior offensive lineman. Thanks so much for doing this. Sir, thank you.